This is a Rooster Teeth production. Felicitations, all you frogimus. Hop your way into the stinky dragon. Take a taste of our latest tonic, tongue at heart. It's a mixture of shock-free sugar, a pondering amount of water, a grapple amount of cinnamon sticks and syrup, espresso already engulfed, mordant milk topped with tentacle whipped cream. Mm, one nip of this nosh, you'll no longer feel swamped. Previously, our adventurers made a deal with a darkling in exchange for underground directions. After meandering into the Masule milieu and stumbling into some subterranean subterfuge, the party are now prisoners in Covenord custody. Bring over a brew and buckle up for this bedtime tale. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just really relieved I did not have to say Cavalry uh, a bunch of times in that <laughs> you did intro. You just so good just now. I know. Uh, hello, I'm Gustavo Sorolo, the Dungeon Master of our future party. I'm going to hit our four players with an arrow. Ah! <laughs> Was that Gum Gum? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get out of here. Gum Gum took the arrow for Barney like, Mr. President. No. I let you get <laughs> This week's role play warm up question is, what's your character's favorite animal and why? Ooh. I will start. Hello. My name is Elga Von Brass. My name. My name. <laughs> my name is Elga. Voiced by Barbara Dunkelman. Yeah. And I play the half-elf vampire barbarian. And you know, it may surprise you, but Elga's favorite animal mm-hmm. is turtles. Oh. <laughs> is there a specific reason? Turtles, you know, they're very calm. They don't cause a lot of drama. Uh-huh. Also, they live a very long time. Uh. So Elga's had, you know, a few turtles growing up. I like, I like when Elga says turtles. That's my new favorite Elga word. That's the another, enunciation of Elga. That's another reason I picked turtles, because <laughs> I knew Gustavo would enjoy. That's so good. So I wash my turtles, I eat my broccoli, you know, do all the fun things. You know, yeah. turtles live... A really long time. There was a an SNL skit a couple of weeks ago where they said a bit of trivia that Steve Irwin, when he was still alive, owned the same turtle that Charles Darwin had owned at one Whoa. point. Wow. Yeah. Is it it's tortoises? Yeah. Particularly, like giant right? tortoises can live a really long yeah, time. I saw on TikTok a lady was like, she was like in her eighties and she was like, Oh, I've had this turtle since I was a kid. It was just like her pet turtle, the same pet turtle. It was like, I love that. She's yeah. like, I love this turtle. I take this turtle everywhere with me. And that's why Elga likes. Turtles. Hmm. Turtles. Hey, I'll go next. Hey there, it's me, Chip Haney. Hey, how you doing, Dungeon Mister? Uh, uh, very good, oh. Chip. You never talk to me. This is a little awkward. Let's break the fourth wall. That's grand. Let's still shake hands. I do you need anything before we, before we get started, uh, Chip? You, know, do you have an inspiration die? You I'm good? all stocked up on okay. inspiration dies. We're good to go. You know, when I think of animals that I relate to, I think of nothing else but the mongoose. You know, you think about like uh, storybooks like uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. he's a cute little furry creature. You want to get to know him. You want to hug him. And then, bam! kills the cobra right if you're his enemy he will end you that's right you wouldn't expect it from such a cute little little beast but that critter he'll murder that critter that critter will murder <laughs> yeah so, so i say a mongoose that's that's a good one has chip ever owned a mongoose like uh as a pet or anything no just my pet skipper 
Oh, which is a cockatrice. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you remember. <laughs> what about Barney? Duh? What's your uh, your favorite animal, Barney? Barney Farney? Well, uh, I'm Chris Demers, and I can answer for Barney. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> He's busy. Cleric. Yeah, Barney, Barney doesn't want to come out to play right now. Barney just stepped out. He'll be right back. Yeah. Barney's got some stuff he's working through. Hey. Hi. Oh, he's back. Find, <laughs> I always find the animals that are that are uh, 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 kind and, and loyal mm. and 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 loving. They don't have to be. Uh, so so don't have to be violent. Uh, are, are such good creatures. I've always enjoyed dogs. I think Barney is sleep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stinker begins yapping excitedly, yeah. wagging its tail in its butt. Dogs are good. I could. You're, you're quite a loyal guy. I can see that, Barn. Mateen, Eric Cochran, what animal do you like? <laughs> and you cannot say yourself. I mean, I, I, I do not consider myself an animal. Do you consider yourself an animal? It's kind of a- Oh, I'm an animal. Ah. <laughs> Hopefully one day. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess <laughs> it's a really question to ask uh, Elga. Hi, I'm John Reisinger. I play Matty Confisus, the Eric Cochran ghost monk. My favorite animal, uh, it, it's quite obvious. It is uh, color-changing kitties. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> specifically yeah. color changing. No, cats are cats are great. They are very good. I I especially love the fact that they have been around for so long and they've managed to be worshipped by people. That's amazing to live a long time mm. and be worshipped. That's the goals. I mean, at this point, you know. But uh, yeah, I love I love cats. I always have. I was it was very fortuitous to fall upon one in that uh, sewer. We were in a sewer. Sewer. Yeah, yeah. sewer. Yeah. Uh, and have one. Because I've always wanted a companion for one. But, you know, so busy being a, a small business owner and running your own yeah. shop and everything like that. So I just never found mm. the time. And, and it, you know, you know, the cat distribution system found me. Yeah. Cats and, are, and, are good to have. Yeah. And uh, especially as a baker, a cat can help you make biscuits. It can. They <laughs> <laughs> are the best at the biscuits. Yeah. Inspiration time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you begin looking at them, and one of them suddenly rises huh? and then begins darting out the dark passage. Well, now wait. It's Juzzy. Hurry! Secure the gate and the prisoners! They're right behind me! What? What? I'm Ooh. sorry. What? Wait, I thought we could trust Juzzy. So wait. Ju- uh, Juzzy has, le- has headed to the exit that they were running towards? Yes. And is yelling to someone ahead of us. Presumably, someone you can't see. What? Uh, we've I've I, rushed forward. And they said secure the gates so the prisoners don't get away? Yeah, us being the prisoners. Yeah. You rush forward. What the heck? The passage grows darker and darker. Juzzy's silhouette growing fainter just ahead. Right when he's within reach, a chill floods the air and the floor frosts over. An icy cage briskly forms all around you in the shape of a dome. Two haggard silhouettes join Juzzy on the other side of the ice. Welcome, my friends, to the headquarters of Talon. <laughs> How far away are they? Also, just for our, you know, information, is one of them Eddie? Is Eddie with them? No. Okay. It's Juzzy and the two hags from where you are. They're, you know, obviously they're outside of the ice dome that's encapsulating you. Mm-hmm. Two hags. So are these people from the coven? No, this is, maybe. This is Talon. They're about 50 feet away. Maybe, maybe 50 Talon feet away. Okay. They are one and the, the same? Maybe. Why doesn't everyone make me a perception check? Let's see what you see with your character eyes. 
And I'm cross-eyed. We all still have Four. the night vision thing on for yep. 300 feet. But oh, I, okay. I rolled a net 20 for 20, Ooh, 24. 12. Look at you. That's a critical fail for Barney. Which oh. ends up being a six. I've got dirt in my eye. <laughs> it's all that dander from uh, from Stinker. It's all that very alive dander that comes from other very alive creatures. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't think bones have dander. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so Chip with a four, Barney with a six. You know, the Dome of Ice is way too cold to focus on much else. It's just like chilling you all the way through to the core. Mm. I start prepping um, my tiny hut. <laughs> okay. The ritual style. Matid, the foggy frost of the dome softens, revealing an underground lair seated beneath the roots of a dead tree and a green pond to the north. Elga, you are uh, very perceptive. You notice that to the east sits several cages of various animals, ranging from boars to giant centipedes. To the west across the bridge are some shelves of preserved specimens in jars, as well as magical oddities. And furthermore, you also notice that to the south, standing behind some stone pillars, is a frost giant that you instantly recognize as Lewis. And in the shadowed edges of the lair, you spot more of those hooded figures. Does Lewis see us? Yes. Lewis might be responsible for this ice dome. Probably. Frost? (laughs) Possible. When this dome formed, it also formed icy manacles that is shackling you all together inside this dome of thick ice that has four frosted pillars. Shackling us all together or like our own hands to our own hands? Your own hands to your own hands and then person to person as well on top of that. Are we about to receive a monologue or could Chip use his thieves tools to, uh, or his like lock picking kit? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I I'll do stick it, around I, for a good. Hey, good monologue. I'll sell. Hey, yeah. Well, I mean, you, front row. A, a villain has to monologue, of course. And believe it or not, I've got a monologue right here. All right, let's hear it. Okay, I'll wait. I'll, I'm gonna put these back in my bum bag. <laughs> Splash! Out from the green pond spring forth two shriveled crones with withered faces. Each is framed with long frayed hair and pocked with horrid moles and warts spread across their bodies. Ugh. One has a bluish complexion and carries a gray staff, and the other looks more green with long, spindly claws. Oh, exquisite. You all are just in time for appetizers. Come, my darlings, bring forth the feast. Mm, yes, Mother Skitch. A troop of hooded darklings step out from the shadows, carrying a table, chairs, and a platter of what is clearly a small humanoid corpse. The two crones oh. sit down at the table, and the blue crone immediately begins gobbling up the expired remains like oh. a ravenous vulture. Oh. Says the vampire. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't eat people. I just... Never mind. <laughs> well, I drain them. The liquids. The green crone, however, simply stares at you all with a stern look. Can I do a quick, like, like history check? Because at the end of the last episode, you said one of them proclaimed they are part of Talon, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, and then, but there are, I'm getting mixed messages that these are also part of the coven. Does Chip, because, you know, Carol was part of Talon. What do I know about what is what's it going on here? Co- is it Coventry? What's the actual place called? Covenord. Covenord. Yeah, why don't you make me a history check there, Chip? Okay. Be cool if I added like advantage or something, because you know it's part of my history. <laughs> I just rolled an eight. <laughs> yeah, why, I'll, okay, well, I'll give you advantage on that. Why not? Aww. All right, great. Thirteen. It's better. It's good enough. So you know you're trying to comb through your memories of Talon and things you knew 
courtesy of Carol, because you Chip was never part of Talon. Right. Chip was always part of Dagger. So you don't remember anything specifically about that. However, you do recall you have had interactions with hags in the past, independent of any other things you were asking about. Okay. And, uh, you know, obviously these, these crones, you do know that they are hags and they're corrupt, inhuman monsters that possess evil magic. And they ally with each other to form these covens that, you know, kind of amplify their power. And typically covens are made up of three hags or so. Okay. And they propagate by snatching and devouring human infants. And then after they consume the child, the hag gives birth to a daughter who looks human until her 13th birthday, whereupon the child transforms into a haggling, a spitting image of her hag mother. Okay, and so they're allied with Talon or they are Talon? Not all hags are Talon, right. but some Talon can be hags. Do all okay. hags go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, first hag the that, I, that the body. I described, yeah, that's the one who proclaimed that you were at the headquarters of Talon. Okay, all right. Hey, gang, it's me, Chip Haney, your good buddy. I hope you guys are keeping warm. It's real frosty in here, huh? That's, I'm That's actually perfectly right. fine. I don't really feel the cold. Oh, good, good. Uh, okay, so... I think it's cold. They, oh, you, I agree. We got, we got some baby eaters on our hands. We got to watch out. They're crafty. Old okay. man's always cold, though, right? That's true. <laughs> what? Why is that? Can we turn off the... <laughs> Poor circulation. Okay, well, I have a quick question before we get into this, Barney. Do any of these people look familiar, like the people who maybe took your family? Because didn't, didn't they look kind of greenish with hoods? Can, can I question. look and see if I recognize? Yeah, make a, we'll call it a wisdom check to see if you remember. Because you're like looking at the crones trying to yeah. discern anything to see what you remember. Yeah, there's a critical fail plus five. <laughs> Is that two critical fails? Like in oh, wow. Yeah, he's yeah. not doing good. Okay, so on top of that, now I want you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh. Just Barney? Yeah. Okay. Now that is a 29. Hey. Oh, okay. You do not recognize them. They don't look at all familiar to you, not like you've never encountered them in the past. And, you know, when you're looking at them, like trying to discern any memory or try to recall any memory or discern any details, the, the sight of that one crone feasting on the remains just really makes you sick. You feel like it's really terrifying and make you physically ill, but you manage to suppress it and fight it down. Hey there, dungeon mister. Uh, Carol wasn't a crone, right? You tell me? I, I certainly hope she wasn't, but I also leave you guys with a lot of story liberties. So, I'm also just a little confused. There's a lot of words and terminology being thrown around sure. here. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. Let's wrap. So, these are darklings. No. The hooded creatures. Hooded creatures are darklings. Yeah, similar to Juzzy and the ones that ambushed you at the end of the last episode. But okay. the, the lady that's eating the, the body and the green is one. Is a crone. Those are crones. And a crone is part of the Covenord? They are it, at the Covenord. At the Covenord. Yeah, which is like a hag lair. Okay. So, we can't tell if the crone is a coven, member of the coven. You would assume so yeah. because that's how they normally Look. group up. Okay. okay. Like a coven would be like a general descriptor for a group of them. Okay. And again, is Carol, do I know that if she was part of a coven or anything? Because she was part of Dagger, but I don't know if she was like witchcraft. Real fast before I answer that, Michael gave me a good definition to, to give to, sure. to Barbara here. 
Crone is just another term for old witchy woman, okay. aka in this world, a hag. A hag, okay. So old hag. that's why that might be confusing sometimes because I'm using some of these words interchangeably. Yeah. I'm glad you're asking because I'm sure some of our listeners are going to be confused about that as well. I'm just like taking my notes and I'm like, Darklings, Covenord, Crone. And I'm sorry, what was your question, uh, Blaine? Hey, and do I recall if Carol was a part of a coven or uh, any of that stuff? You know that, you know, being a member of Talon, that she did have dealings with them on occasion. Oh, okay. Sometimes, like, how we used to collaborate with, like, you know, I don't know, Cow Chop or Sugar Pite 7, I guess. I don't know. I say sometimes <laughs> chocolate collaborates with peanut butter. Ah, it's a sometimes better example. collaborates. And so Elga saw when she did her perception, she saw to the west there was a bunch of animals. To the east, east, east. are the animals. To the west, west are, like are, items? are shelves of preserved specimens in jars. Specimens. And then to the south, uh, standing behind some stone pillars, is Lewis. Okay. Is Lewis just, like, standing, free-roaming, uh, conscious? Yeah, he's, like, in a video game, you would say, like, he's in an idle animation. Okay. He's kind of, oh. like, oh, he's just hulking cool. there, yeah. Maybe if he doesn't see us, he won't attack us, even though he might have very well made this ice Yeah, board. I don't think he's yeah. our concern at this point. And what do you want with us? Dinner. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the blue-skinned crone is uh, is not really paying much attention to you at the moment. She's eating um, in a very disgusting manner. However, the, the green-skinned crone is just staring at you all, like, with a totally blank, stoic, like, stone-faced look. At that point, the blue-skinned one looks up and says, Sister Shivey, you haven't even touched the intestines. Why are you staring at them? They won't get out. I have no concern for their escape. I simply tire of these rotten, stale carcasses the Darklings call food. Ah, of course. Why eat these lacking leftovers when a fresh meal is right in front of us? <laughs> yes, I think I shall start with the tiefling. The Aarakocran and the old codger seem less than ugh, lively. How long have we been in here? Uh, a couple minutes. Is it my glutes? Is that what it's appetizing? <laughs> I do work them out. But look at the feral little female. Mm, her muscles look tasty. No muscles to be seen here. Nothing but skin and bones, as my great-grandmother always told me. Although you do have, like, the appeal of, like, a venison, you know? Jeep, shut up. <laughs> and she appears to be the perfect age for a haggling. <laughs> hey, what'd you call my friend? Too true. Let's have the fleshy ones tenderized into meat and suck the souls from the lifeless ones. Sister Chirac can consume those later. Only one of us shall be doing the sucking in this case. Lewis! A pale blue giant stands up behind you all just outside the dome. The blue crone points a frail finger toward you all. Crush them! The frost giant lifts up his icy pickaxe and charges straight toward the dome. A section of ice melts in the water and the giant rushes inside the dome and the opening quickly refreezes. Everyone roll initiative. I was just say before, can I cast Fast Friends on him? Fast Friends. Does that have a somatic component to it? Verbal. Oh, look at you, verbal only. Yeah. You can. I, I, I just started reading through it. Uh, I already, I'm not sure you're going to cast it and I already found a potential speed bump. It says uh, a humanoid. Is he, is the frost giant not? No, giants oh. are like giants. Hmm. Well, that stinks. Mateed rolled a nine. Elga and Chip both rolled 21, but Chip has a higher dex. 
I kind of wanted to talk to the hags. Like, yeah. can, can they hear us? Are we on mute? This is all happening super fast. Yep. Yeah. Skype call? They're hungry. All right. Chip first with a 21. Wee. Helga, also with a 21 right behind Chip. I see you're using that nifty <laughs> whiteboard there, Dungeon <laughs> Mister. Micah brought it in for me. Oh, that's uh, cute. One of the enemies is at 18. Barney's at 16. Mateed at 9. And you all did look out. Lewis rolled an 8. Could I have cast Fast Friends on one of the witches? In D&D, they are not considered humanoid. They're not of the humanoid oh, type. Dang it. So like, that's why I pointed out, even before yeah, I yeah. knew who you, you were going to target, Lewis, there's not really a humanoid available here. All right, Chip. Hey, you get to go first. He sure does. It happened. And don't forget, you got manacles on. Oh, well. Hmm. Friendship bracelets. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's a name I've not heard in many years. Okay, so <laughs> we had that candle... The one oh, yeah. that helped us uh, yeah, find traps. You did make it a point to say you're carrying it in your tail. Yes. It, it has a, it's an hour, right? It lasts an hour, so it would still be active. Could that flame, I mean, do I do I think that that could be enough to melt the chains, the manacles, in a quickly enough manner? They're ice manacles, you said, right? Yeah, they are ice manacles. They're pretty sturdy. I mean, you know, maybe given enough time, they could. The ice dome itself is incredibly thick. You think... It would take a really long time for that. The manacles, of course, are thinner than the dome of ice, but they're still pretty hardy. Yeah. You know, you'd think you could use your lockpicks to try it. What would that be considered? Like a bonus action then? Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Did the giant inner... Is, how close he is to us now? He's within the dome with you guys. About, let's say about 25 feet away. Okay. 20, 25 feet, somewhere in that in that range. Okay, I guess I'll... I'm going to use my lock pick, my, my thieves tools to see if I can lock pick the, uh, the frozen manacles. Go for it. Make a, let's call it a dexterity check. And just for reference, you know, Chip obviously has these thieves tools. The rest of you, you know, could try slipping out of them or, you know, hulking out. breaking a yeah. breakable. You know, you could try that. Dex, not sleight of hand. Yeah, dex. Okay, copy. Just want to make sure. That is a nat 20. Nice. 22. Yeah, uh, yeah. Believe it or not, that actually, <laughs> that's uh, that's good enough to do it. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm out of the cuffs. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you're, you, you know, like maybe it's being close to talent again. Just you know, re reinvigorates the old skills and brings them back, and uh, you're able to make quick work of the lock on the manacles. Oh yeah. Well, then I'm gonna attack, and since this person, uh, the 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 ice giant, I'm gonna attack them, and since they have not used an attack, then I believe that gives me uh, assassination. You have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. And it says any hit you score against a creature that is a surprise is a critical hit. So, I'm going to use the old arm blade of blarbling. Blarbling, 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 blarbling. That's a 13, (laughs) and then I'm rolling for advantage. That's all I hear when (laughs) Chilean references. You could reduce a lot of D&D to that. I'm going (laughs) to use my Smurgle doggle to uh, cast (laughs) Middlebop on. (laughs) That's a 21. It's like reading any fantasy novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were making their way back from (laughs) (laughs) Shagal. Cavalry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Okay, and should I roll damage, or is it critted because it, well it's not a surprise or a sneak attack uh okay so what is this, what does assassinate do let's help me help me to find assassinate then i think if you were hiding for example or if you had another enemy within 
five feet of him. Oh, it's because it's not surprised. Correct. I'm a dumb dumb. Okay. And normally I would have used like uncanny action or whatever to go hiding and then come out of hiding, but because the, the thieves tools use my bonus action, I guess that doesn't right. really work out. Uh, shoot. I think I only rolled like a, a four. But you have advantage on the on the roll though, right? Believe it or well, not. Well, yeah, advantage but I to rolled attack. A, right, but so since you had advantage on the roll, you're still allowed to add your sneak dice to it because sneak die damage can add any time you have advantage on your attack roll. I'm so confused. I am so bad <laughs> okay, at being so, a rogue. You know, <laughs> in order to attack someone, you make your attack roll. Yes. Uh, sometimes you have advantage like you did in this case. Right, and I rolled a 21. So when you your sneak dice, which is bonus damage, get applied anytime you have advantage on an attack roll. Oh. Typically, the way rogues gain advantage is by having another ally within five feet uh-huh. or by hiding and then jumping out. Right. I think that's where the confusion comes from okay. because the hiding and jumping out, that procs assassinate because then it's a surprise attack. You know what, Blaine? An early pitch of why we told people they should listen to this show is because it's a show if people don't know how to play D&D. And I worried that after like us doing this for so long, like we would have grown out of that. But you know what? You're keeping that pitch real. We still- I do it for the audience. Hey, really. we all do it for them. Oh, I'm just the lens 100%. for the audience. I'm being, I'm being a little facetious, but also like, <laughs> nope, we're all learning how to do this stuff as we go. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still learning too. So I rolled a four, uh, but I get a sneak attack die then. Correct. Yes. So then that's 3d6. So I'll roll those. Boop, boop, boop. Very good, very good, very nice. There we go, there we go. This is fun. We're learning about roads. That's not bad. That's a 13. And then because I use the arm blade of Blurbling, I get an additional 1d4 of acid damage. So Uh I'll also roll that. And that there is a tree. Arm blade of Blurbling. 20, 20, good round number. That 20. 20 points of damage on Louis the Frost Giant from our old friend Chip Haney. Hey. What else do I do, Chip? I guess because I... It's the arm blade. I had to get pretty close to him. So, and I can't use disengage because that would have been a bonus action. Yeah. And so, would you at- uh, provoke attack of opportunity if you tried to get away? Probably. Correct. So he probably shouldn't do that because he's big and strong. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna provoke attack of opportunity. Are you really? really? Yeah. I'm gonna run away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have a plan. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 It's fine. Okay. So right now, Chip is the only one out of the manacles, though, right? Correct. And then Chip, you know, withdraws. Uh, Lewis takes a swing with uh, his pickaxe. Yeah. Hitting. Oh, that's a 20. Hitting AC 29. So that's a critical hit. Oh, he critted on you. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. And your plan? Uh, well, plan? Uh, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Well, I was going to use Hellish Rebuke, but I don't know if I'm alive. Heckish Rebuke. I'm gonna, I wanted to use Heckish Rebuke if I'm still alive. Are you able to well, he's got to see what the damage is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I'm still, if I survive. So nine plus four is 13. Okay. Plus 24 okay. is 37 points of uh, piercing damage. I'm still kicking, baby. That's all the blood. Tribute. All right. Blood. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it, the, the ice is red now. It's like you're at a hockey game. Gross. Uh, cones. That was a good hit. <laughs> Pull my finger, and then I use Heckish Rebuke on him. I'm just curious, was that your plan was to to proc a hit and so you could use your Heckish Rebuke? Okay, my plan was yes, to absolutely gotcha. proc a gotcha. hit. Uh-huh. But I thought because it was going to be attack of opportunity, I was like, it's probably going to be a lower level hit. It's not going to be like some <laughs> no. big cantrip attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, this I, I dude wiped you. me out. I follow you. I well, follow the thing you. is, it's a giant, right? So it's like it, giants are incredibly strong. Yeah. 
Jeez, I need to stop acting like I'm some sort of cannon. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, we're I'm only level six. Uh, so I use Hecker's Rebuke, and that's 3d10. I, I will say that it's also, it's it's fire damage. Yes. So I don't know if that gives me any additional, but uh, I'm rolling that, and that is Jesus. You rolled a one, a one, and a two. Oh, my God. Four points of damage. Oh, out of a potential a, 30. Out of a potential 30. Rebuke. Yeah. Lewis will take that trade any day. Four points of damage oh for 37 God. points of damage. You rolled a one, a one, and a two out of three D10. Yeah, yeah, let's keep replaying that moment back, guys. Oh. Come on. Barney, so, do you have, you have, a, any commentary? Do you have any lucky left? Wow, that was really unimpressive. <laughs> Thank you, Barney. Uh, lucky is only for D20s. And I, oh, I have inspiration. You do have an inspiration. Does that do anything for me? That's a D20. But I'll, I'll I, give you an inspiration. I love die. that Blaine is just like putting his arms out and just like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all my allowance already. <laughs> it's so I'll good. give you my next two inspiration <laughs> die for, no. for a inspiration today. Okay, well, that being said, uh, I was running away. Yeah. I'm going to, and I have, I have. Uh, Is Chip able 40, to run still? He's got a little limp. <laughs> I'm going to limp, uh, but I have 40 walking speed. I'm going to just get as far away from this guy as possible and put everyone else between me and him. I like to think you're cowering behind Elgog. <laughs> like, Elgog's no. No. the smallest and toughest. Chip is <laughs> tiny Chip little is girl, please. Chip is actually left <laughs> and is gone. He has a boo-boo and uh, he's crying. Well, how big is this dome, actually? If he was able to run in Mel's little section and, like, fit inside there with us, it must be pretty it, big. It's pretty big. And don't forget, there are four frost pillars that seem to be supporting the dome that you could hide behind as well. So if you take down one of the pillars, you take down the dome. It's about 55 to 60 feet across. That's pretty big. So that's, you all were that's in the diameter? Middle. Yeah. Okay. Because you all were in the middle, and I said Lewis was about 25 feet away. 55. Okay. By that math, I have enough to run to the wall, slam on it, say, please God, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> figure out that that doesn't work, and then hide behind a frost pillar. Oh, there you go. I'm in my head, I'm imagining those videos of like cats when they're stuck outside and they're just doing that like constant paw <laughs> at the window. <laughs> What's up, Stinky Fam? It's me, Barbara here to chat with you guys directly. You know, we've been talking about first membership for a while and how important it is to us. Well, we cannot stress it enough. We would not be able to do what we do without the support of our first members, which are essentially like our patrons. So to celebrate and to also maybe get some more of you guys on board, we're celebrating all month long in January, also known as Stinkuary. Yes, it's an official holiday. We've called the president. It's happening. But we'll be seeing how many subscribers and merch sales we could raise throughout the month of January, hopefully unlocking some cool new things in 2024, including some mini adventures run by each of us, including me. Yes, that means I might DM my very first mini campaign and I'm terrified. Uh, so make it happen, y'all as well as some first only exclusive merch, maybe second win for our infinite campaign. Ooh, maybe an infinite campaign module. Ooh, you never know. But uh, signing up for first makes it possible for us to unlock these new things that we could do. So if you are interested, go to stinkydragonpod.com slash first to see all the details. But just a quick little rundown of some benefits you guys get as a first member. You get access to ad-free content and special subscriber content like deep dives into the lore, player decisions of the campaign and so much more over on stinkydragonpod.com. You get an ad-free podcast RSS feed. So that means if you listen to this podcast on audio platforms, you could subscribe to a specific RSS feed that you get access to as a first member, which you could find at stinkydragonpod.com slash RSS. 
You get an exclusive Discord event over at the Stinky Dragon Pod Discord. That's stinkydragonpod.com slash Discord, as well as merch discounts all year round at stinkydragonpod.com slash store and so much more. I know I'm rambling on a bunch, uh, but that's because there's so much cool stuff you can get with first. And it also really supports us, as we always mention. It's a win-win on both sides. And then lastly, all of this, the big month of January, Stinkuary, will culminate in a big old super stinky stream on January 26th, where we're going to be doing a special eight-hour D&D adventure live as we make our final push for those subscribers. So that's going to be so much fun. And we really hope you guys will join us on January 26th for that live stream. And, you know, if you're already a first member and you want to still support the show, you could also gift first members at stinkydragonpod.com slash store. So there's always ways to support, even if you are already a wonderful supporter of ours. Thank you guys so much. I know we're talking about this a lot, but it really is because it's so important to us and continuing to make the show, which we all love making. So yeah, head over to stinkydragonpod.com slash first. And thank you guys for listening to me ramble on and on. Stay stinky, you little stinkers. What is something that works so well it feels like magic? What comes to mind to me are things like uh, noise-canceling headphones, cars that drive themselves, and of course, selling with Shopify. In case you don't already know, Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the do we just hit a million dollars stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to you can customize your online store to your style with gorgeous flexible templates and powerful tools plus no matter where you're selling shopify has you covered from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system and once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. I have so many friends who started businesses and they all use Shopify. Maybe not at first, but eventually they all figured out this is the best system. It just works. It's easy and it really helps your business grow. And it works for all sizes, small, big, medium, and tiny. So go sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com dragon, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dragon now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dragon. And with that, I am done. That's a good All start right. to the fight. There you go. 24 damage yeah. is... Uh, More than, I thought it was like 37. No, he did Chipped in 24. 24. Yeah, uh, which is like that's a bad, bad. That's a bad day for Mateed. Let's be honest, <laughs> and for you, Elga. I mean, uh, uh, wait till Mateed's turn, and then I screw up every yeah. single roll I do. I hope you don't. I hope you. I hope you outdo <laughs> me. Well, Elga, uh, it's your turn. What do you want? What do you? What are you thinking here? Well, I want to rage first. Do it. Despite all her rage, she's still I'm just a bat in a cage. Still <laughs> raging. Pretty good. <laughs> Correct. And then, did you say trying to like break the manacles would be a action bonus action? We'll give it as a bonus. We'll say bonus. But I can't do two bonus actions because raging is a bonus. Oh, right. correct. You could try it as an action. Never. No. Mm. Oh, I have a thing Maybe. called cloak of displacement. I want to call back to that, which gives people attacking me a disadvantage. Does that is that still a thing? Does I'm it so give you sorry, disadvantage Barbara. or does it? It uh, says while you wear this cloak, it projects an illusion that makes you appear to be standing in a place near your actual location, oh, yeah. causing any creature to have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. 
Oh. oh. Is that, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, no. I will take the hit because I didn't call that out sooner. No, let, let's roll it. I'm not going to re-roll damage. We'll just get rid of the... If it still hits, we'll just get rid of the... The crit? The crit damage. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that deal. You're a good... You're a fair dungeon mister. 19. 19. So it still would have hit, but that's not a crit. Wow, you rolled so I get 20 points back. You get 24 points back. Oh, that's a lot of points. And that's right, John. I almost got a 20 again. That, <laughs> I was so yeah, close. the fact that you were that close. You rolled it. Oh my, and it's even higher damage. Remember last okay. episode when Gus was all sad because he kept missing us on everything and those like cloak guys kept dropping? <laughs> yeah, it's not great. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. So that was a, a quick like, woo, temporal displacement. Woo. Chip feels a little better. Um, Elga, you're trying to decide what to do about these I manacles. Think, yeah, could I actually not rage and instead as my bonus action just try to break these manacles? Sure. Because I feel like I can't really do much if I'm shackled. Probably smart. As a... Uh, weapon wheeling person. You want to like try to do like a, a, a strength check and break out of them? Yeah. Okay. How does Elga do that? Like stomping on them or like trying to tear your arms apart? I think apart? she just tries to pull her arms apart and while she's doing it she goes she just gnaw at it like the feral little creature she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah make a, a strength check. Okay. Dang it. It's a 10. Mm. I'm going to use my inspiration back. Okay. Smart. Okay, cool. 22. Nice. Oh, okay. That That's much better. Yeah. You, you know, begin almost like a, like a stretch, you know, when you like wake up in the morning and you put your arms in different directions, but you do it with such power and force that you're able to shatter the ice. And, so uh, easily. Yeah. And free yourself. Okay, cool. And let's see. I'm trying to decide. I have this new item, the harmonica of hotness, <laughs> <laughs> which casts... It produces a flame with blue fire. So I wonder if using that in the situation we're in to melt the dome or, or hurt the snow beast somehow. How, how how are we all bound up exactly? Like, what are we attached to? Is it those pillars? You're attached to, to each, each other. other. To each other. Yeah. So now I'm not attached to you guys yeah. anymore. I think it's only Barney and Matit now. But are we attached to anything else besides each other? No. No. Okay. Barney and Matit are just attached to each other and that's all that's left. I would, if I could give advice, I would say don't worry about the fire and worry about taking down Lewis. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do have that in case we figure yeah. something out to do with. It, feel, it feels like we have a, a pressing engagement in the form of a giant ice dude in front of us. Yes, definitely. And I'm also going to run up to him with my great axe of gaining and swipe at him. Left or right? <laughs> left. That's, a, left, that's, left. That's not a match. It's a 17. That hits. Yeah, that's got to oh. hit. Way to go. And I'm not raging, so I don't do like bonus to this. Correct. But that's uh, eight points of damage. Pretty good. And then I just want to check something because I'm also wearing something new. The shawl of sanguine. Cape. Yes. You said it, was a cape, yeah. it is a cape, but it's called the shawl. I know, I know. I was being cheeky because you said it was a cape to you. Uh -huh. It's got a couple features to it. Okay. I it, There's only something when I'm raging and I'm not raging, so I'm not going to worry go. about that right now. But I am going to hit again with my great axe. Okay. For my second attack. And that is a 22, which hits, I imagine. Yes. Doing nine points of damage. So that's a total of 17 points of damage from the barbarian. Yes. I think that's all I could do since I used my bonus to break those shackles. So I'm done. Okay. Are you sure you don't want a proc attack of opportunity? <laughs> Could be fun. I mean, the, th the, the shawl that I have now, it says when a creature hits you with an attack, you could expend a charge and use your reaction to 
bind your vitality to the attacker and force them to share your pain. Don't do it. It's the not. It's attacker not takes it. damage equal to the damage you took. I'd wait until you're raging for that one, personally. Okay. 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 Talk, 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 okay, Elga. Chip, thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah. Thank you, Chip. That was very nice. <laughs> and just for you know, clarity, that is when you get hit. Yeah. As, yeah so as, I'm saying, as, like, if I provoked an attack of opportunity. Yeah. And since it since it uses a reaction, that would mean that in the in that turn you would not have an attack of opportunity. Like you could not make an attack of opportunity because an attack of opportunity is also a reaction. Gotcha. D and D rules for beginners. Well, for everyone. D and D rules. <laughs> uh, was that it? That you said that was it for you, uh, Elka? Yeah. Okay. It's the uh, the crone's turn. The the blue one. She's a. Uh, Wait, they're in here. They're outside the dome. She's outside the dome. She's still by the table. Okay. She's like clapping and hopping foot to foot, uh, laughing. That's your action. That's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a uh, like a bigger salacious crumb from Return of the Jedi. Can Barney I like laugh that with her. That's good. Uh, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she pauses, looks around, and then begins laughing again. <laughs> <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> We have them right where we want them. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, Barney, it is your turn after Barney is mateed. Can I do a free action to ask the um, giant why he's attacking us? I don't know if that can yeah, I Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll let you do it. Just yeah, ask Barney, uh, say what you would want to say. Lois, why are you fighting us? We have a gift for you. Oh. That made me genuinely laugh. <laughs> Make me a... Wisdom check, please, Barney. 16. Okay, now make me a persuasion check. Well, we'll call it a deception check instead. Uh, I could have a gift. Okay, make a persuasion <laughs> check with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, that could have been anybody. Leave that in the edit. Obviously. Otherwise, I would have done it away from the microphone. 16. That was a good 16 and <laughs> 17. You you talk to Lewis, but you also you remember something from the last time you saw Lewis. Yeah. Something that uh, you all realized. Mm-hmm. You recognize an all-consuming anger in his eyes that you see every now and then in a party member, a fellow party member of yours. <laughs> Can you figure that, that out? That makes them very uh, <laughs> difficult to reason with. Mateen, he's got he's got the same curse that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic good looks. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, <laughs> So he's like, he's, he's not necessarily listening or so he's caring, under a spell. caring. Well, it's not that he's under a spell. I think it's rage. Oh, he's I, I can hear him. He's saying bat over and over again. No, that's just me. <laughs> My voice sounds deep and echoey inside this ice chamber. <laughs> but. Uh, so he's not really, his mind's not really open to uh, <laughs> discussions. I can't remember all the details of rage because I've never played a barbarian. They take, uh, how, how do you get around? Yeah. How do you circumnavigate a rage? I mean, you, you have it stop, make it stop fighting. You have to give him damage, I think, right? No, I think- that, that helps it rage. You avoid damage? Yeah, you, it doesn't attack or it doesn't do damage for a full turn. Mm. No, but if, but if you damage him. Yeah. That, that makes him angrier. Yeah. That, like, that works into the, uh, into the rage. Wait, do I it. have that too? Yeah, yeah, like, you need to either take damage or attack every turn or your rage goes away. Normally, you attack every turn, which yeah. is why it's not an issue. Gotcha. Guys, we need to attack with love. Yeah, basically, if he hasn't attacked any of us or taken damage. Barney, kiss him. Go on, Barney. Well, <laughs> can I move? Am I like... You are... You're manacled. 
I'm manacled, so I can't move. Yeah, you're uh, you're stuck with Matid. I'll say Matid's turn is right after yours. If Matid wants to share some movement with you, we can. Uh, we can, I'll, I'll let you all coordinate that. I still have spirit guardians going. A little right? collaboration. Because it, it is it's ten minutes, but it, it like we got ambushed immediately during yeah, that fight. It's still been and going then, on. It is concentration. You didn't do anything else that requires concentration. He hasn't had a turn. Although, were you joking when you said you were making your hut? That, that's what I was just thinking about. Does yeah, that, you're preparing yeah, a hut. That, does that... Uh, let me see. Does that let me read, concentration? Because if so, I, then I did do that. Let me read up on that. Well, because saying you were, like, preparing it is kind of amorphous, right? But let me look at what the hut says real fast. This is what happens when we joke too much. Can you guys take this show so seriously? Goofy. Yeah. Sorry. Takes a minute to cast. That's the that's the downside. Normally, I'd say it doesn't, but the fact that the hut takes a minute and you said you were preparing makes me think you would focus on that more. Well, I, I was doing it as a ritual, if that matters. Oh, that does matter. Uh, I'll say you still have it up. Why not? You still have spirit guardians. Uh, what a going. generous god! That is generous. I'll take it. Thank what you. A kind dungeon mister. Dungeon Can we get closer? My guardians are spirited. Near what? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Matip. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Can we go closer? Uh, how does that coordinate where I can move with Barney? Your turns are right after, you know, right next to each other. I'll say if you do want to use some of your movement right now, you can use it. You know, it'll just eat up the movement from your turn as well. Sure, why not? Yes, and? Uh, so can, <laughs> how far away is he? Can we move within 15 feet? Yeah, he's currently about 25, 30 feet away, so you just need to move 15 feet up, we'll call it. I've decided I want okay. to do something specific with this movement because of who Matid is and what you're asking. We have to dance Heck that yeah. way. <gasps> yes. Barney, do you accept this dance? Dance, dance, dance. Of course. <laughs> Two performance checks. Ballroom style, I lead. Okay. I call it pull my castanets. You have castanets. Should I take out my harmonica? Yeah. I rolled a 17. It's beautiful ballroom dancing. They gracefully glide across the frozen floor. It's like the one part of the haunted mansion when you look down and all the ghosts are dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or true lies. Well, I was, or true lies. I was trying to make a reference to two ghosts, but... Yeah, true lies. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold and, and... Who's that? Jamie Lee Curzer dead Jamie the entire Curtis, movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the director's cut, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, so I, if we get... Can we get within 15 feet of it? Absolutely. Okay, we get within 15 feet of it, in which case the spirit guardians procs. So does it, it happens it, when so they come up that. and then at the top of each, each of its turns? When the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. So, yeah, this would be a turn. So yeah. this, yeah, okay. This is that, an that, investment. That, that's how I would use it in Baldur's Gate 3. I'd move my cleric up, yeah. hurt people, then on their turn it would proc again and they'd try to run away. Yeah. Okay. I, sometimes um, I'd, I'd, if I had the movement, I'd go in and out. Yeah, in and it's out. so great. <laughs> was there, she knows. So they, oh, uh, I remember. If you can make a, a wisdom saving throw. Mm, the barbarian hill giant is not very wise, to the surprise of no one. It's a DC 17, right? Uh, yes. It's got a plus one on wisdom, so I need a 16 or better. I rolled a nine, which is a 10. Yay. Okay, that's 16 points of radiant damage. Ow, you're not nice. No. You almost murdered Chip at the top of this. <laughs> I took I took it back. I mean, yeah, he was gracious enough. Then can we take a step back? Yeah. 
just take it one step back so we're now slightly yeah, out of the it's range. It's a dance. That's how you have to ask Mateed to. You're doing the thing that I did. Yeah, so yeah. We, dan- we, we on the dance, we, we yeah, we dance back just like a foot or two so that we're the hill giant. You got to move five in D&D. Okay, we, we, we do a step back, a five foot step back. And then can I use my bonus action to, uh, how much damage you take, boy? Go. Oh, that was, I think, nine. It was above 19, wasn't it? 19? How much was it, Gus? No. I don't, I don't remember. It was, it was 17 or so? I started out with 39. I'm at 26. Tw- tw- so I think so it was 20. Because you added three? 24 to your final number. So what was your final number? Uh, I'm at 26 right now. So you're hurt. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to thir- do appeal of alleviation. You regain 1d6 plus 5 hit points uh, to two creatures I can see. You roll or I roll? I will roll it. He's the one kneeling. Kind old man. Thank you. You get extra pudding on your next meal. Are you the the cook of our party? Oh, yeah. I love it. (laughs) Let him cook. (laughs) (laughs) So that's three plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is five. So that's eight. And that goes to two people. So I'll go to Chip. And, I'm down five. and who else? I'm down who else five. needs it? You probably should give it to me. I'm down five HP. You're down. I'm down five, and I'm down eight. Oh, give it to the barbarian. No, oh no, six, six. Just give it to the barbarian. But also, like, I have the most HP. Okay, let the barbarian. I can do it. To, I'll do it to to my wonderful dance partner. <laughs> uh, What's, and, and this is heels or is this timber? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Ah. It's like you took a little sip. Of your favorite drink. Like a cup of Joe. Or a cup of Joseph. <laughs> and then, nice, nice. <laughs> That's the then best. I say, take me away, Matisse. <laughs> <laughs> like, as in dance. It's both a dance, but also a suggestion <laughs> that if Matisse wanted to fly. <laughs> and then I end my turn. Take it away. All right. And that segues perfectly into Matisse's turn. Man, I don't know how you feel. Or I'm going to mess him up. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm still attached to a cleric. <laughs> um,. A very alive cleric. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I have thieves tools. Hey. You do? I do. I've had them from the beginning. I basically was like, I love, I was jealous how often Kyobor got to use them. So I added them to my character. <laughs> this, this just never had a reason to use them yet. So yeah. Can I, uh, what was it? A dex check? Yeah, it was. That's only a 12. Would that do it or no? No, that's just, just a little short of what you need. Can I inspiration dice it? You can try, sure. Sure, why not? Let's just see. I feel like it's not going to pass. Her inspiration dice have been 23. Okay, oh. all right. Maybe oh. it's just mine. I got oh. inspiration dice. <laughs> He's projecting. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, you mess around with the lock a bit, and at first it seems like it's really stuck, and you're not sure what what's going on with it. And then a vision comes to you of a one-armed elf using thieves tools <laughs> willy-nilly. Wow. And uh, you... Uh, no, it, it, don't it, do it, it like that. It, it, uh, it makes you... It fills you with so much envy that it powers you up and uh, enables you to uh, pick the, uh, the manacles. Now a good time to plug the fact that we have a Kyborg t-shirt available at oh, store.roosterteeth.com, hey. which is a really awesome, cool shirt. It oh. is kind of cool seeing people wear my character around. It's an awesome, cool shirt for awesome, cool people. Yeah. And a Kyborg-themed episode of Stinky Dragon Adventures. That you should watch while you wear that shirt. out right now. Oh, it's been it's been out for a while now at this point. Yeah, at this Let's point. Check it out. All right, back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's my bonus action. 
So then I'm going to... Man, what do I want to do? I don't have a bonus action anymore, so I'm kind of limited in what I want to do. Is that technically free Barney too? Well, Barney's still manacled, so he can move freely yeah. on his own, but he's restricted his in his movements. Okay. Yes. I'm going to use my... I haven't used this in a bit. Sling of the Sandstorms. I decided to stand for a second. I'm like, oh, I can stand while we're playing D&D. I'd like to race back down to the microphone. I'm going to use... I'm actually going to use Sandstorm. Well, it kind of repeats it for a while. How far am I since we moved back from Lewis... You're probably 20 feet away because Barney said he would move back five feet and then you were 15 feet away to proc the spirit guardians, which means you're about 20 away. Okay, cool. That's perfect. Uh, so what yeah. Sandstorm does is it uses an stop. <laughs> you may expend three charges of your weapon to create a whirlwind of coarse sand in a 20-foot sphere centered on you. So I need to get... That's 10 feet from him, yeah? Is it a 20-foot sphere? sphere. So that's the size of the sphere centered on me, so it's 10 feet uh, radius. radius. What's the circumference of that sphere? All creatures of your choice in the area have to make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) The DC DC for the saving throw is equal to 12 plus your proficiency bonus. On a failed save, they take 4d8 slashing damage and are blinded until the end of their next turn. On a success, they only take half the damage. Feels like a good use of just an action for the moment. What is my... Proficiency bonus is plus three, so it's a DC save of fifteen. DC save. What kind of DC? Um, well, what kind of save? Dex, dex. save. Dex save. Uh, dex Giants is dex. plus four, so I need an oh. eleven or better. Okay, oh, eleven or better. You can do it. I didn't do it. Yay. Curses. Yeah. Curses. I rolled a seven, which is an eleven. Okay, then I will roll four d eight. Do better than my heckish rebuke. Yeah, twenty four. That's better. <laughs> I declare a thumb war. You know what? I don't know if you remember this about Lewis. I don't. I think th- this made you all mad last time. Oh, he's got that uh, legendary resistance. Yeah. Little butt wipe. Don't he, you he do it. He succeeded on the save. Don't you? No. Okay. Wait, what does he have again that? Sometimes we, we talked about this in an episode of Second Wind, I believe, at the time. Uh, oh, yeah. if, if you listen to it. But uh, sometimes some creatures in D&D have this thing, this ability called legendary resistance where if they fail a saving throw, they can choose to succeed it instead. Okay. Cool. Uh, good reminder, sure. still takes 12 slashing damage. Okay. Ow. Not blinded. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm 10 feet from him, which is great. And how tall is this dome? So it's got a 30-foot... Ra- oh, God, do, do I need to do some math? So it's a 30-foot <laughs> thirty, foot, 30 foot radius. So it's about thir- at the at the peak in the middle. 30. It's 30 feet. Yeah, high. And then it, since it's a sphere, it tapers down on the sides. I like that distance because Lewis is a giant, but uh, giant in the sense that he's what, like probably like 10 feet tall? Yeah, how big are giants? Giants can be pretty big. So the size category for Lewis is a huge giant. You all, you know, are, as humanoids, are medium. So, yeah, it's probably about, I would say it's probably about 15 feet tall. How many Elgas is he? Uh, That's about (laughs) four Elgas, I believe. Yeah, about. Okay, then I'd get further away from him if I uh, go not up, but away. So I'm going to go, I'm just, he's, he's, where, where is he in the dome? Is he centered? At the southern portion of the dome. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I have... God, how much movement did we do in our dance, Chris? Well, how far were you we? You moved up 15 and back 5, so you used 20. Uh, okay, so I have, I have... No, I have. I was about to say I have 20 uh, walking speed, but what's better than walking, everybody? Flying. 
Flying. Hovering. <laughs> Show Digging. me. Flying. Yeah. Swimming. I have a 65 feet flying speed, so I'm going to go all the way to the far back of the uh, dome away from him. 65 foot flying. So So I could go, I, I could go back 40 feet if I wanted to, but I'll, I'll just get back about 20 feet from him just so I'm not too far from him. Okay. So Great. I'm about 30 feet from this giant. I can jump really far too, but I just never do it. Yeah, because you can fly. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> looks so graceful, though. Seeing Mati just go, wow. Then I jump like anti gravity. Yeah, I'll save the last dance. <laughs> I don't know. Barney looks off at Mati longingly. Oh. <laughs> One dun, more dance. That's my that's my uh, things. My casting. Oh, yeah. your 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 music. Some, some rock sand from Moulin Rouge starts intensifying. You don't have to turn on the red light. <laughs> Rock so, uh, I, 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 based on what you, you, the, uh, uh, I'm taking a second here <laughs> because you did something there, John, that really gave me pause and it made me think about whether or not I should warn you all about something. Oh, and no. I'm deciding to be benevolent, so I'm, I'm going to warn you. Since Lewis is so big and his weapon is so big, you know, normally attacks of opportunity only proc within five feet of a creature. Mm. Lewis procs attacks of opportunity within 10 feet. However, Ah. he had already attacked Chip, so he does not have another attack of opportunity. So you were only 10 feet away, Matid, so he would have attack of opportunity to you there when you left. But he's already used his attack of opportunity. You're welcome. And I'm Do really you bringing only it up. ever have one attack of opportunity? I it's thought it's just a reaction. Like- it's a reaction. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, per turn. I'm telling you now, in case this comes up again in a future round in this combat right now. Smart. Noted. Then I'm safe and dancing like a fiend. <laughs> okay. They're uh, a maniac, maniac <laughs> on the floor. It's like but it's ice dancing. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, is Matid like ice skating? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I got Beautiful. little talons Do on my like, feet. I was oh, gonna say like that make cool. like little blades. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm and a fan art of that. They lift up, <laughs> like they're they're dancing on the ground and then lift up and begin like dancing into the air. Yeah. So graceful. That's it's so cool. Beautiful, okay? You're beautiful. Thank you. All right, so it's Lewis's turn. And uh Lewis is a he doesn't is, need a turn. It's a, Lewis is a simple giant, a simple raging giant. And uh, Lewis tries to squish whoever's closest. And at the moment, I believe that's Elga. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, she's the one raging. No, she's not raging. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. First thing Lewis does is pick up a giant rock and throw it at you, Elga. <laughs> Hitting AC 26. Rocks. Yeah, that hit. And. <laughs> That song helped me figure out I was a bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. I guess I shouldn't have had us move out of the range of spirit guardians. I don't know why I did that. I rolled a one on damage. So that's only four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Nice. He used all of his luck on his fake attack against Blaine. <laughs> there is some cold damage associated with that as well. And that is uh, eight. I'm resistant to cold damage. So you take half of that. You take four. Really? So okay. a total so of eight. five. Great. Yeah. Total of five? Yeah. Between the two attacks, it's one plus four. I was curious, oh, what's the source of your cold resistance? Uh, it is my fang frost, my uh, oh, dagger. Nice. The dagger. Yeah, it gives me uh, good what's use it of it. resistance to cold. But I will give it to Chip someday. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> one day. Someday. <laughs> one day. If he is good. Lewis uh, roars <laughs> and closes the distance, swinging a pickaxe at you, Elga. And wouldn't he take, uh, he'd enter in the 
Oh the, yeah, he would enter the spirit spirit yeah. guardians again. Ah, dumb dumb bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. Roll. I guess I'll roll my save first. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, because you wanted to hurt oh, the little 17. child. Oh, God. Okay, well, half. You still take nine damage. Dab of radiant. Right. Dab. Thank you for dab. <laughs> Thank you for letting the audience know you're dabbing. Uh, I, I, they gotta know. They can, he did dab I, in I did person dab too. too. <laughs> he did dab on those haters. Gus never dabs without No, him. actually, Gus dabs a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an animated GIF of Bill um, Bill Gates dabbing once, and that's been my inspiration. Yeah. All right. So uh, half of that nine points of radiant damage. He still continues his charge. Uh, running straight at Elga. Again? No, it's the, the continuation of that. Yeah. Oh. With uh, swinging the pickaxe. Ooh, hitting AC 27 again. Yep. Doing. Mm, One. 17 points of piercing damage. Could I also use Dang. a charge of my shawl? Oh, yeah. We just talked about this. My nice. shared suffering. Yeah. So you share in my pain. The attacker takes damage equal to the damage you took. We actually have enough things now to be like improvisationally helpful and useful <laughs> in combat. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. I, 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 yeah, I've been kind of lamenting the fact that Chip's very weak, but I have a lot, <laughs> I have a lot of abilities Stop. that would allow me to get out of damage. Yeah. Which is nice. Like Hellish like, Rebuke, Hellish Rebuke, is, Rebuke is actually a lot of possible damage. Yeah, except for when you roll a four. Uh, that's why I said yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lewis roars and says, Little one go squish. And big one. <laughs> <Come into me. laughs> nice comeback, Elga. All right, it's uh, Chip's turn. Then after Chip, so you took seventeen points. Yes, too? I did. Okay. And then after Chip is Elga. Hey, it's me. It's Chip. Any pleasure to see you. I want to start out by using my cunning action to hide. Ooh, into the shadows. Ooh, la la. With Alec Baldwin. Do I roll a stealth check? <laughs> yes. Okay. I have advantage on that because of the yes. sneakers of Lost Souls. It's a 15 and a 25. Okay. I made my roll. And how did that go for me? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do I need, I need to do Okay. How as, is, far, as far as you know, you're sneaking. You're the worst. How uh, How is Lewis looking? Very big and very strong. <laughs> but like, He'll never tell us how much HP a character has. Like. Sure. I don't think we've done a ton to Lewis so far. As Captain America says, I could do this all day. All right. Nerd. Uh, I have a feeling we have to do something else. I'm gonna. You've done a good amount of damage. Yeah. He's he, he's hurt, but he is a he's a beefy boy. Okay, I want to look at this pillar that I'm hiding behind, and do I can I ascertain whether or not this is a structure? Is this a load bearing beam? <laughs> Chip was in the volunteer fire department, correct? Oh he yeah, survives. yeah, yeah. So Chip understands like load bearing walls and like what would cause a, a building to fall down. Uh, yeah. He should have an advantage on those. Yeah, why don't you make an investigation check with advantage? Okay. There we go. Let's see. Well, that's a six. Let me uh, 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 rub my eyes a little bit and that's a 16. Yeah, get, gotta get the blood out from the eyes. Yeah. From, from uh, taking all that. You know, normally you don't deal, or I guess in your dealings with the fire brigade, you didn't deal with dome structures like this. However, okay. you do believe that these four pillars are helping to bear at least some of the load of the dome. It's going to attack Lewis, but I'm wondering if that's even worth it. Or if I should just... What is it? In, uh, let, let's talk this through. What is it you think this dome is doing for Lewis? Keeping us trapped in here. But, you know, I guess that's true. I guess I don't know if it's powering him. I don't think that, that, that that's a thing. Ah, what the heck? I'll just attack him. I feel like there's another, or there's like an ulterior mission thing that we need to do, but I, I can't figure out what that is. <laughs> 
We never well, can. <laughs> we did. We did see that there was a bunch of animals on one side. Yeah. There's a bunch of like body parts, specimens. Chip. Yeah. Make me an Arcana check. Arcana. And then to the south, there yeah, was... Yeah, Mama. Lewis. 16. Lewis, right. She's now in here with us. 16. Yeah, you're rolling really good, huh? No, She's okay. got a plus four in Arcana. That's impressive. It's fine. That's not bad. Intelligence? Yeah. Is Chip an egghead? Are you proficient in Arcana? I might have, you know, I might have been in the... Uh, what's the, the top 10% of your graduating class? Magnum come loudy? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to brag, guys, but yeah, I was a bit of an egghead. So, you know, <laughs> looking at the pillars has made you look at the dome okay. to try to think about how this all plays together, right? Okay. And, you know, when you're looking at the dome and trying to think about what's holding the structure up and how is this all working, you have the realization that someone must be concentrating to maintain this dome of ice. Mm. And you believe that it must be one of the crones. Okay. It's probably the one that's looking at us all serious. Oh, yeah. Make a perception check now, Chip. This is not my best of rolls. Here we go. Come on, perceptive. Luckily, this was a a very low roll. Again, this, this is all one thing leads to another in this thought process and in this line of thinking. So you look over at the crones and you realize that only the blue-skinned one is still there. The green one has disappeared and is no longer standing uh, there at the table. Blue skin was green the, was the one, one staring eating. at us. The green was the one staring at us. The blue one was the one like... Eating. eating. Why aren't you eating your food? Exactly. She's not there. She's not eating anymore. No. The green one is just gone. The, the green one's The green gone. one was yeah. never eating. Yeah, that was the one that was staring at you all. Great. Does that mean that they're in here somewhere? Oh, God. And then to answer, uh, I kind of step back and to go kind of go off of what Barbara was saying. There's not necessarily like one right or wrong way to approach a lot of these encounters. There's many different things you could try to do. So it's not like you're necessarily doing the wrong thing or there's something you should be doing. It's it's more of if there's ways around certain yeah. things. For there, instance. There probably, there probably are better ways and worse ways. I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, for instance, no matter how many hints they try to give us that the big villain that we're fighting has a uh, is poisoned by a rock near us that we could use, we don't need to do that <laughs> ever in order to defeat the big baddie. They could even name the entire arc of that campaign after the big baddie's weakness and we don't have to do it. I'm making a reference to Paralyte's poison from Infinite. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We aren't a bunch of eggheads <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Not a bunch of magnum cum laude. I was a very average student. Bunch of cracked eggs is what we are. Couldn't get into Yamford. Can I attempt to get out of the ice dome? I'm going to attempt well, to get yeah. out. Uh... <laughs> He's just taking this little arm blade and like just like ice picking it. Like, I mean, I think that the, honestly, that's like I, I'm looking through my items right now, and I think that that's the best that I can do. Don't you have a bomb? So if you, a bomb bomb? Bomb bomb bomb. You can't say bomb what on an airplane. Shoot? What, what this dome is it like? Are there bars? No, it's just a solid. Oh, ice solid. Dome. It's solid. Don't okay. you have a thing called a bomb bomb? I do have a bomb bomb. I thought you I like did. How John knows your inventory better than you do. Guess I have a bomb bomb. This is something that I procured way back with Uyghur. Yeah, that came from Uyghur. It, it does provide a little bit of uh, an explosion. Uh-huh. In fact, actually, you saw Uyghur use one in your combat when you all fought him. Right. It's not like a giant bomb, not a giant explosion. Right. It's, it's pretty small. I want to put it up to the, the, to the, should I put it up to the wall or the pillar? I got to put it up to the wall. And see if it, if it makes a big enough hole that I can crawl out with my little tiefling buns. Sure. Okay. 
I'm going to do that. I'm going to take it out of my inventory. Goodbye, Bomb Bomb. Bomb Bomb Bomb. Bomb What What relevant roles would you like me to have? Or do I just let her rip? Also, there's a wick that I need to light. I saw that candle from earlier. That's being held by my tail. So you toss the Abomba. Oh, yeah. Do you toss it or do you like try to adhere it up to the side of the ice? I like toss it into the corner, like 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 where the wall meets the ground. I just want to tuck it right up to that and then maybe use this. Uh, I'm still hiding. And then I, I kind of want to use the uh, pillar as cover just in case it, the blast radius. Okay. You toss the Abomba over to the edge of the dome, the ice dome and it detonates spewing out acid everywhere getting acid on you know it's not it's not fire but it's still acid not perfect for the situation but it still helps and it does seem to weaken a little bit of the dome but it doesn't like blast clear through okay i have some movement seed and i also have glurbo gloves which gives me acid resistance yeah i, I mean i guess this would be an arm strike and that was kind of my action is there anything i can do with the remainder of my my turn to help push this process along. What would happen if Chip, I'm asking the dungeon mister this, is there a version of this where Chip would just run straight at this weakened portion of the dome and just try to Kool-Aid man through this thing? Yeah, you know, you know that, that one comic still from I think it's the Dark Knight Returns where Batman is like in a in a like a oh, ball yeah. and he just blasts uh-huh. through a wall. Is he facing forward? Is he facing backwards? We don't know. Mm, Sorry, that's yeah, a comic let, book let, thing. Everybody looks at that because it's a silhouette and everyone always has an argument of whether he's facing forward or backwards because uh, you can't tell. Sorry. The deep cut. Yeah, yeah, we could try to make this work. You got to help me figure this out, though. Like, how how would we do this canonically? Like, you try to ball up and somersault your way yeah, in. Yeah, I, I push off the pillar to offer me some additional momentum. I run, and I just put all of my weight <laughs> into as small and concentrated of a ball I love to just blast through this hole as possible. This is great. Yeah, let's um let's figure out some rolls to see if we can make this happen. <laughs> Roll for backflip. Let's yeah make a what is that? Not athletic, acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Here it comes. You got it. Chipaney. Wow wow wee wow. That's a twenty one. That can spring jump. Great. And now let's uh, figure out how much damage or how what kind of damage would that be? So you're able to you know successfully tuck yourself and get yourself in the correct orientation to approach the wall. Groovy. And you hit it. It's not moving. It doesn't have any dexterity. It can't get out of the way. I don't know. Make me. Like, a, what kind of damage do you do for an unarmed strike? Like, uh, this, this, I'll tell you what, you're you're pretty inventive here. Let's call it, roll a, roll a D8, see what kind of damage you do to it. D8. What chow? Four. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you hit it pretty firmly. And again, it cracks even more, but it's not quite enough to, like, burst all the way through. There is definitely a weak spot in the wall right here, though. Okay. It looks pretty weak. I like okay. this progress. I think I've eaten up enough time. I'm going to... I guess if I have any remaining movement speed, back up to the pillar and then still be hiding from Lewis, but prep myself for another run. I like okay. it. Great. Elga, you're up. Then after Elga is an enemy and then Barney. I would like to rage, please. Ah! What form are you taking? I'm going to take... Question. If I take form of the beast with claws, I guess maybe you could help me out with this one says each of your hands transforms into claws which you could use as a weapon it deals 1d6 slashing damage on a hit once on each of your turns when you attack with the claw using the attack action you can make one additional claw attack as part of the same action Mm -hmm. if i have two attacks per action does that mean i get four claw swipes no three right yeah those specific attacks like those are those are attack actions you can take so well let me think here so you would 
attack with a claw, you get another one. And then if I attack with a claw again, do I get another? Oh, yeah, maybe the phrase But you can only attack, it only says once on each of your turns when you attack with a claw using the attack action, you can make the additional attack. Oh. Mm. So you can only okay. use that ability so once You can only turn. use that ability one time. So you can get three so, claw attacks, though. So I'd get three claw attacks? Correct. And okay. that would proc rage, right, each time? Well, well, she's already raging. I'm raging No, now, no, yeah. but I'm sorry, the, bo- the bonus damage. Your plus two or whatever, your, yeah. your rage. Yeah, it would, yeah. Okay. okay. No, yeah, I'm just curious. So I'm going to take claws. That claw. That claw. Well, actually, I don't know if it's worth it because, I mean, my axes do so much more. Is the tail better? The tail's pretty good. It's yeah. so creepy, though. I'm going to do the tail. Uh-huh. All right. I think Chip doesn't like that. I'm like, you, Chip. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. High five. Can we define the kind of tail? Because I have, like, a little demon, like, like one that's, like, slender. Like a, like a devil tail? Point. Yeah, a little devil tail, nightcrawler tail. I'm imagining mine's, like, a lizard tail. See, that's horrifying to me. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, it's like a full <laughs> other limb. Does it have hair, like a little, like little blonde no, hair? No, I imagine like, it's kind of like a scaly kind of lizard oh. tail. Oh, but yeah. if it was hairy, it'd be like a super, like Goku, you know? Yeah, or a lizard tail. Goku has a tail? <laughs> he does. Goku had a tail. <laughs> All Saiyans had tails. I've never seen Dragon Ball Z. My God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm too old. It wasn't out when I was a kid. Are you kidding me? That was the perfect, you were the perfect age group. It's when did really it come out? Dragon Ball that he had. The 90s. The tail. Yeah, I, was, I think I was already in college when that came out. I still watch cartoons in college. <laughs> hey, I have Blaine, a question about. I don't know if you know this, but Gus is too cool, okay? Yeah, uh, you're, right. Cool. you're right, guys. What's your question? Um, so I still have some of these scrolls, the spell scrolls that we found. Oh, yeah, yeah, back. yeah. For the hallucinatory terrain scroll, how much of an area does that affect? So that is a, uh, a spell in D&D. It's a fourth level illusion. The target is a 150-foot cube. Okay. So pretty big size. Because I'm trying to think if like... That's a cool spell. It's cool. I, I'm just wondering too, because I, I feel like one of these crones is concentrating on this ice dome. And I wonder if like hallucinatory terrain would make them lose their concentration. Probably just physical attacks. Probably just physical, right? Not like actual... Because then they have to make constitution checks. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that for now. And I'm just going to try to attack the snow beast again instead. The, the giant... Snow giant. Yes. Great acts of gaining. Yeah. That's what I'm going to use. Just you say snow beast and I think of uh, white winter all snow over bi- it. Snow yeah. 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 Okay. Snow giant. That's what it is. Frost giant. Frost giant. I'll get it one day. <laughs> Both words wrong. I love it. <laughs> so I'm going to run up to uh, and swing my great acts of gaining. Oh gosh. I don't think that hits. It's a 12. No, that's a little shy. Man. Okay. I'm going to try again. Do it again. Do it again, please. Oh my God, 11. Do it worse. Mm, that's even worse. <laughs> Gosh, and I don't have... Did you attack uh, recklessly? I have to say I do. I keep oh. forgetting. Oh, man, I'm so bad at being a barbarian. Yes, I heard Barbara say reckless. I, I'm pretty sure you reckless attack. Yeah, I, reckless, <laughs> I recklessly attack for 20. Yeah, yeah that does nice. it. Doing... Oh my God. One. Seven plus two, because I'm raging. Nine. Yes, you rolled a one. It still does nine points of damage, though. Okay. The voice cracks while you're calling it out. Hi. Hey, so Gus. Sad. I, I know it's past my turn, but do, do I perceive like an old silk hat, corncob pipe, button nose, two eyes made out of coal? <laughs> if we took the hat off of him. <laughs> no, on, on you do Lewis. not. No, you do not perceive that. Dang. I, that would work. Uh, Frosty loved using a pickaxe. Yeah. <laughs> So I successfully just hit him, right? Correct. 
So I'm also going to expend another charge of my shawl called Frightening Frenzy. When you successfully hit a target while raging, you could expend a charge and strike fear into the heart of your enemy, forcing them to make a DC 13 wisdom saving throw. That's fun. On a failure, the target becomes frightened for one minute. The target can re-roll the saving throw at the end of its turn. All right. So I need a 12 or better to make that. or better. 20. Mm. Uh, boo! <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Well, lots of times things go very badly for my guys, so I'm very happy that it's not going so bad this time. He's doing pretty well this time. Okay. I guess that's my turn. All right. But uh, I still got my tail. You got your tail. Is now burning? No, it's a skitch. Oh, right. She doesn't seem as happy as before. She's kind of looking with concern at uh, what Chip's been doing to the dome. Oh, no. Don't look at me. I'm hiding. Look away. Don't perceive me. <laughs> mm. Get your eyes off of me. She seems to be leaning a bit on her staff and kind of like, you know, almost like leaning forward, trying to uh, get a closer look at the dome without actually stepping any closer, like from a distance, just kind of like leaning into it and peering, looking at the cracks that are forming. Mm. Barney, you're up. Then after Barney is Matisse. How far away is that hole in the wall from me? From where you are, I would picture that's probably because Chip was over by the pillar that he went over there. From where you're standing, that's going to roughly be 25 feet or so. And then from that hole, how far away is the Lady Gaga Hag? Oh, yeah. She's outside of the dome, which would put her like another 15 to 20 feet. Okay. Well, then I will do that. I'm going to go... Move along, scoot my way towards uh, what's her what's her name? What was her name? Skitch. 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 She's the blue one. Yes, yeah, Skitch is the blue one. Yes, you heard her call the green one Shivy. Maybe Skitch and Shivy. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll scoot along towards that way and get within, I guess, fifteen feet of her just to start. Okay. Wait, she she's not in the dome with us. No, she's outside. Yeah, he, he's just trying to get closer from the from the inside of the dome. Oh, they're gonna do a magic off, staring at each other's eyes. Uh, yeah. Arcana, Arcana. So when I get within fifteen feet of her, then it should proc my spirit guardian. Right? That's fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me double check the map, just because it's kind of a zigzagging way to get there. But yeah, you're still within fifteen feet. Yeah, and that works through the the dome. Well, I, I left the dome, too. Wait, maybe I missed that. What do you mean you left the dome? I thought I went through the hole. That, he hasn't oh, made no, a the, hole. The, the hole, oh, is, the hole. No, no, it's, it's just but a weak can spot. Can I get within 15 feet of her just by getting yeah, up close? Yeah, if you move up north to the northern right. part of the dome. Yeah. Well, then I'll do that. Yeah, and it would go through. Then, yeah, do you want to do a saving throw? Yes. In fact, she's going to do a couple of things, but let me do the saving throw Uh-oh. first. Uh-oh. might be distracted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's a nine, so she fails. Okay. Uh, actually, what she does at that point, once you know the, the spirit guardians start coming close, like I said, she was leaning forward on that cane mm-hmm. of hers, on that yeah. staff. Yeah. Actually, is what I said. She sees it coming, and she lets out like a blood-curdling scream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and with that, the dome of ice like, dissipates and drops. And she like leaps up high into the air, out of the way kind of for, a little further off to the east. That's scary. Kill them, Lewis! Darklings, get them! Did I get her in within the range of it? No, she would have jumped out. How far out? Probably like another 20 feet back. Aww. Say, hey, you did a good job, though, because you got the dome down, so we can 
skedaddle on out of here. I will say, I, not to like, I'm not trying to like pull the wool out from under you. She was getting ready no, to no, do no, that. No, That's yeah, why yeah, I said I, yeah, yeah. she was leaning forward on the staff. This was her escape, and yeah, yeah, she was I, uh, she was definitely anticipating something like she, this. Yeah, if she just barely jumped out, I had a plan. But as she's screaming, like in mid-scream, you hear the the scream stop. Kill them, and she falls to the ground. Oh. Shivy has reappeared behind her and seemingly knocked her out, hit her over the head. Oh. Whose side are you on? Louis, Darklings, stand down. Release them. Huh? Wait a second. She closes the distance and runs up to you all and says, There's no time to explain. You must leave immediately. As my uh, 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 spirit guardian's proc and hit her. <laughs> Don't hit her. <laughs> I, she ran up to me. No, no, no. Gus, do I recognize this person? Can I see through any sort of disguise? Make a perception check. Okay. I know my strongest. I can do this. Come on, Chip. You must perceive. Perceive. 14. 14. Real fast before I get to that. She failed her save. If you want to roll damage. I'll I have to, it has yeah. to proc yeah. because I have to designate creatures that it's not going to be affected by. She's not on the list. Yeah. No, roll your damage. She'll take it. She ta- she does take the damage. She's an ally. I, I, she should have said it before. Oh, she did. She said, stop, stand no, down. No, but I have to designate it before I cast it. Yeah, he has to ah. say who's not affected at the top. Got it, got it. 15? Can you just yeah. stop concentrating? Well, I can now. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! The spirit guardians! <laughs> Sorry, you were saying that you wanted to free us? Yeah, oh, uh, your role. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you don't recognize her. You, you feel like you would definitely recognize someone that looks like this with this this visage. Hmm. She okay. points to the nearest exit, which are, uh, it's like at the roots of the dying tree. There's an underwater passage that leads to the surface. Take Louise with you. He'll obey you. I've commanded him to. Oh. Hello, Louis. We're friends now. You must hurry. Skit will wake up at any moment. Find the headless horseman. Here. She pulls something out from her robe and hands it to you, Chip, since you're looking at her. Okay. This hag eye will help you find him. Okay. What's a hag eye? It's like a guy that laughs. It's like a, a, a hag eye. Hag eye? Oh, hag eye. Got oh. it. Yes. Uh, it's an eye of, of a hag. Okay. Can I can I put my blurbo gloves on and just kind of delicately hold it? Like, ah, thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a magic item that hag covens can create. It looks like a real eye, but it's kind of hard. It's almost like it's, it's like, a, like a marble, I would like say. Like a kinda. glass eye? Kind, maybe kind of, yeah. I'm just, I'm adding it. And it says, a real eye coated in varnish and often fitted to a pendant Gross. or other wearable items. A hag can freely use an action to see what the eye sees. But someone that isn't a hag may attempt to use the hag eye, make a DC 13 arcana to see what the beholder sees. A hag eye has AC 10, 1 HP, and dark vision with radius of 60 feet. Yep. So, so you, you basically like toss this in like a little drone. Is this Rainbow Six Siege? Yeah. Cool. You can call in a hag strike. Ah, nice. Hurry! Find the Headless Horseman! Okay, why are you helping us? I will explain, I promise, but we just don't have time right now. Okay, okay. Y- you better not be my wife in disguise, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Elga takes off. All right. Matty does too. With a splash, bubbles of murky green water obscure the way for a moment, but then clears, revealing an underwater tunnel within the cluster of roots. A few moments of swimming and splash, the cold breeze of Parrish once again offers its chilly embrace, this time adding a sharp shiver thanks to damp clothes. Poopoo water. All around is the inside of a putrescent tree with blackened bark that stinks something foul. But a faint, it wasn't me. But a faint light glimmers from an exit to the south. 
A quick dash to the opening gives way to an unfamiliar village outside. A village of rotting and decayed hovels on every side. This must be Covenord. And before long, out from the hovels crawls little girls with matted hair and warts dressed in filthy rags. A few speak in whispers to each other, cocking their heads in curiosity. But as soon as they sniff the air, the throng of children scuttle along the ground straight for you like a horde of spiders. Please kill. <laughs> Find out if Lewis kills or not <laughs> on the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Nasty. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another putrid tale. That was fun. Yeah. And if you're wearing a cloak of displacement, don't forget to use it. Because it could save your life. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> and if you're looking for something nice to wear, why don't you check out the store? Store.roosterteeth.com. What's wrong with your voice? I'm Japani. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Hello everyone, Elka Von Brass, everyone's favorite character in Stinky Dragon. Yes, hello guys, thank you very much. So I just want to take some time to shout out our first members. Our first members, they really make the show possible. And you know, even though they don't give Elga blood on a daily basis, they're still very valuable. So I'd like to shout out some amazing little stinkers. First we have Techbird, then we have Gen032. And then we have a first member whose name I really cannot pronounce, but I will do my best. It's Prime Roafiliakion Rokas. I don't think that is right, but thank you for your patronage. And then we have another name. They're giving Elga all the tough names. Panda for Hire. Spelled very cool. And then Lost Start Traveler Zero. Thank you guys so much for your support. You guys are directly supporting the show and get access to more great content like Second Wind and interact with us on our subscriber-only Discord channels and events and so much more. You know, sometimes uh, some cool people like uh, Barbara Dunkelman show up to those things and chat with the community, so come check us out. For all these benefits and more, just go to stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Uh, And yeah, we cannot thank you guys enough for your support. It really does help us make the show possible. Again, that's stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Okay, bye, Elga loves you. Oh, just kidding. You thought I was done. I'm back for more social media shoutouts. Listeners who interacted with us on social media and Discord had some NPCs named after them in this episode. First, we have Skitch the Blue Hag, who's named after at Jessica Sketches on Instagram, and it's voiced by... The one and only Jessica Visami at Jessica Visami on social media. And then we have Shivy the Green Hag by the user on Reddit, you slash Shivivi. Shivivi? I don't know how to pronounce. Elga has trouble with normal English. Voiced by Laurel Rothamel at Laurel Rothamel on social media. And finally, Louis the Frost Giant, who is named after at Louis D. Cress on Twitter. Thank you guys for interacting with us on social media. You make us feel so loved and like we have so many friends and that we're so popular. So thank you. The Stinky Dragon channel is managed by Ben Ernst. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced by Kai Cook, written, edited, and composed by Micah Reisinger with additional editing work by David Sonnier. Don't forget to head over to stinkydragonpod.com first for all things stinky. Uh-oh, stinky. And make sure you tune in next time 
for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. What will happen to main character Elga von Brath? Find out next week. Watching Chris try to quietly open a candy cane. Well, we all hear it. Do it away from the mic. D on microphones. He's hunched over I like a little goblin. Really quiet. He wants his little you're, you're, right, you're right by the mic. How long is it taking you to open plastic? He wants a candy cane. <laughs> Let him have his sweets. I'll suck on it. <laughs>